This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 80, Found It. In this episode, I've got some knitting, some spinning, a little bit of daily crafting. We will talk about the return of my mojo, but of course we should get this episode started with some updates. Uh, Since last we recorded, there has been quite a bit going on. We enjoyed a holiday and a little vacation, which was awesome. Um, The family and I ran off to Ocean City, Maryland with some friends of ours for about five days and enjoyed quite a bit of fun in the sun, relaxation, not a bit of thinking about work, which is awesome, and I totally love that. And the girls had a blast. We swam in the ocean. We, you know, did all the touristy things on the boardwalk, but really we just spent most of our time just chilling and being together and hanging out, and we had a a really great time. And that's kind of the summer theme is, you know, family time and time away from work and relaxing. So that has been pretty fantastic. In addition, since last I recorded, um, I've celebrated two anniversaries. The first anniversary is the 18th anniversary of when I joined the military, which is awesome. So I've got 18 years of military service as of July 2nd of this year. So I am two years away from being retirement eligible. And, well, I guess when we reach that two-year point, we'll see what happens. So 2016, I become retirement eligible. But for now, 18 years of service. That's a pretty big commitment to the same company. And it's treated us pretty well, I suppose. In addition, the joyful boy and I celebrated 15 years of marriage this past week. It is pretty hard to believe that we've been together that long. We've actually been together really close to that 18 year mark, but it's pretty amazing and pretty wonderful that the boy and I, you know, still like each other enough to stay together. And he's still my favorite person after all this time. So that, that's a pretty big milestone and feels pretty good to get to that point. The only other thing I have in updates is the return of my mojo. Since my last update, I really have been taking time and finding time to craft a little bit every single day, even if it's just 15 minutes of spinning. I'm doing a little something and I'm enjoying it. And I don't know, like, I don't know if it was the PCS or the last tour in Iraq, but my mind just hadn't been on the crafting like it was in the past, like when I started the podcast. But it seems to be right back there again, which is pretty fantastic. Um, You know, like... I'll just be relaxing in the living room and looking at Ravelry and plotting my next projects and thinking about what I'm going to do with my yarn, hanging out in the craft room, assessing what I have and where it needs to be, and, you know, following stuff online, getting back on Twitter. My mind is there, and that's good. My mojo has returned, and it feels great. It feels like I'm getting stuff accomplished. Um, I'm back to enjoying my pastime the way I used to, and that makes me super happy. And, like right now, ah, I'm successfully recording after two weeks, and, you know, like I had hoped to do. I'm even sitting here spinning behind the spinning wheel. Found time to carve some of that out and make progress on the dreaded fleece while I record and spend some time with you this morning, which is great. 
I think quite a few things have contributed to the return of the mojo. One, I think Tour de Fleece has been a huge, huge contributor because one, I went over to, you know, I'm a captain in Team Sasquatch, and when I went over and did my little shout out, I noticed that there were quite a few podcasters in the, like, that are captains of the Team Sasquatch team that I had never listened to their podcast. So I actually took the time to start listening to those folks, and, you know, I'm getting a lot of inspiration and a lot of motivation from listening to other podcasters and what they've got going on. Um, my location here in Maryland, I have not been able to find like a knitting group or anything like that to share my passion with. I've got my crazy friend Tanya, but that always, you know, isn't always the same as it was when I had my regular knit group back in Illinois, which I love and I miss them terribly. So the source of motivation that I had before and inspiration was kind of gone here. But with the whole tour de fleece and catching up on all these podcasts and listening to these people and what they're doing, is really inspirational and motivational and has really greatly, greatly helped me get back into the swing of things and start thinking about my crafting on a daily basis. And that is pretty awesome. Well, that's all I got in updates, so I guess it's time to get this podcast started. And now it's time for me to spin a tail. Alrighty, this time around in spin a tail, I have a little story for you about the spindle of shame. Okay, really, there was no spindle of shame, but there almost was. Uh, this spin a tale really more is, is actually kind of about competitive shopping. Does that make sense? No, not yet, because I haven't explained it to you. So, um, my favorite kind of spindle is Jenkins Woodworkings Turkish Spindles, and I love them. I have three, and I really would love to have one in every single size, but since I got my first one and bought my last one, uh, they have become really, really hard to come by. Um, Ed and Wanda Jenkins aren't able to produce as quickly as the demand. So they have created, um, I guess, a way for folks to purchase them in a more equitable manner. Not necessarily a first-come, first-served basis, but the popularity has become such that they actually started a lottery system. So they produce as many of whatever size that they can, and then they put out a call for entries, and you go through their list of spindles, and depending on how many they have, you get to pick one or two that you would like to have your name entered in. So you put your name in for the opportunity to purchase one of these spindles, just because the demand is so great. So the spindle of shame was, um, my crazy friend Tanya really, really, really would like a lark. That is a specific size of, of Jenkins Turkish spindle. And so when I found out they were doing a lark lottery, I went over to pick two spindles that I thought my crazy friend would love. So I would put my name in the hat to purchase one for her as a gift. But then when I got over there, I found one in uh, Purple Heartwood, which I kind of have an affinity for. And I put my own name in it to purchase that one for me. So it was horrible, though, because if I had actually won that, I didn't win it. Um, and it's not really winning. It's winning the opportunity to purchase it. But if I had had the chance to buy that spindle for myself, it really would have turned into the spindle of shame. Because my intention was to get a spindle for her. And the only, like the Turkish spindle, the Jenkins spindle that she really, 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 really wants is the lark. And it would have been a horrible travesty 
if I had actually gotten one for myself and not gotten one for her. That would have been awful, right? But apparently, she had the same idea, that she would put her name in for one for herself and one for me. But I told her she was absolutely 100% not allowed to select a spindle that she would purchase for me, because that's just horribly rude. I would have felt shamed, completely shamed, if the spindle she selected to give to me would have been the one she was drawn for, because then again, she would still be missing the opportunity to get the one spindle she really, really, really wants. And that's awful. And my competitive shopping uh, really isn't stopping there. I just entered in for another lotto for um, a Jenkins Finch, which is a smaller size of Turkish spindle. Really, really lightweight, which would be fantastic because I'm kind of digging on hand-spinning um, lace weights, which is great. And I have my Kachulu, which is fantastic, except it doesn't hold very much. It's super adorable, and I love it, and it spins like a dream, but it, it just doesn't hold the quantity that I'd like. So I'd like to get a lighter, bigger spindle, like the Finch, that would do that for me, that would be able to hold the quantity that I'm hoping for. And that's not the end of the competitive shopping. So today is Sunday, and it is also Fat Fiber Sampler Day. So I will be doing the Bum Rush Sprint to purchase myself a Fat Fiber Sampler, because I have some ideas about what I'd like to do with samplers, and in terms of uh, developing a pattern or two that specifically goes around sampler yarn. And in order to do that and get the inspiration I think I need, I'm going to have to get myself get my hands on one of those Fat Fiber boxes, I think. And you know how that goes. Super exciting. And it's competitive enough that I told Tanya about it, but I almost didn't because I was being selfish. I wanted one less person out there competing for the fat fiber box against me. <laughs> I'm horrible. I know. But, well, that's me. Competitive shopping with Return of the Mojo. And that, my friends, is all I've got in Spin a Tail. Alrighty. And now it is on to spinning my wheels. So I've been relatively active, like I mentioned earlier. I have found time to do a little bit of something every single day. Like, for example, right now I am taking time while I record to do like my first 15 minutes of the day on my dreaded fleece, which is awesome. So my wheels have been spinning pretty actively. I haven't knit like a whole horrible like terrible amount. Uh, occasionally, like when the family and I find ourselves just kind of chilling in the living room, I will do a row or two on my brother's blanket, which is awesome. Uh, it's coming along. I am about to switch to probably, I think it's like my 10th color change, and that's pretty good. I like the color changes in a project like this because the pattern itself is very, very redundant. It's huge. It's a blanket. But the color changes uh, allow me to see the progress in what I'm doing, and keep me interested. Basically what I did is I went and purchased like enough yarn to make a blanket and I kind of was working around the colors that they had available in the yarn store we went to and I ended up with three colors. I've got white, um, an aqua blue, and then a purple. And the way I'm dividing my yarn sequence is, or my stripe sequence is based on the proportion of yarn that I've got for each of those colors. So I have one skein of the white, three skeins of the blue, and six skeins of the purple. So for every one stripe of white I have, I've got three stripes of blue and six stripes of purple. And I'm not just doing like 
a giant lump. Like, here are six stripes of purple. Here are three stripes of blue. Here is one stripe of white. The pattern repeat is done across four rows. So, I did one pattern repeat in white, then I've got three repeats in purple, three blue, back to three purple, and then I start with the white again. So it's, it's making a pretty decent color scheme. I like it. It's very, very pretty. And I'll be sure to post a picture of the color sequence on my Ravelry page so you guys can check it out. But it's like the only way I could imagine to do it, you know, and make sure that I didn't like prematurely run out of yarn. So it's either going to end up as big as I would like it to be, or I'm going to run out of white and be done. That's kind of how we're going to have to do that. Because <laughs> it's the smallest amount. But I'm getting quite a bit, like, it's like 10 grams out of a 100 gram skein for one stripe. So I should be pretty good to get a relatively sizable blanket out of this whole mess. So that's making me happy. And the only other knitting project I've got is those socks that I'm going to end up ripping back. I just don't like them. Um, I like the yarn plenty, but I do not like the pattern that I was using. And I might just end up turning them into a plain vanilla pair of socks for myself so that I could add another pair to my drawer. You know, it's been a while since I've really contributed to the sock drawer. I did finish that one pair last time around, but it's been relatively slow going. And I think some of my earliest pairs of socks are beginning to wear and will eventually need replacing. And that's all I've got in knitting. So in spinning, my spinning has probably been the most active thing I've been doing because of Tour de Fleece. So I'm actively participating in my goals. I set two goals for Tour de Fleece. One, I'm kind of in an endurance race with spending as much as I possibly can on the dreaded fleece. For those of you who do not know or do not recall the story of the dreaded fleece, here it is. In 2010, at my very first Maryland Sheep and Wool, I bought my first fleece, and I was so excited. It was a beautiful cream-colored rambouillet, and I loved it. Like, I was so happy with my purchase that I found a great fleece at an awesome price, and it was beautiful, and I loved it, and I could not wait to dive into it. Of course, being a relatively new spinner and a first-time fleece purchaser, I was gun-shy about processing it myself, so I didn't. I sent it off to have it processed. And when I got it back, the collar was beautiful, it was so clean and wonderful, and I started trying to swatch and spin it. And no matter what I did, the fleece was not happy. It was the most difficult and challenging thing I'd ever done was to try to spin this fleece. I originally thought that it was my inexperience in spinning that was making this so difficult. And it just made me so, so very angry. The dreaded fleece actually languished in my stash for a very, very long time. I got pissed, pretty much, and I grounded it. I put it in timeout, and I didn't want anything to do with it. And then I think when I got back from my last deployment, I started looking into it. And as it turned out, the way that the fleece was and all of the noils that it currently had in it, it turned out that it wasn't me at all. This fleece had been over-processed and way, way, way over-carded, and a lot of the fibers got over-carded, and they snapped and coiled back on themselves, and there was a lot of inconsistency throughout the way it was processed. And even though the processor supposedly specializes in fine fleeces, um, it was pretty much ruined, but not ruined as it turns out, beyond saving. So in 2012, when I went to Camp Kip, my good friend Megan taught me how to long draw. And long drawing this fleece is still turning out a very, very, very fine, fine single, but it's very happy. The fleece is 
very much enjoying being spun the way that I am. I'm actually spinning it in a, a supported long draw, and it's happy. It's very slow goings because the fleece likes to be at a very, very, very fine weight. So it's taking forever. And I've got like 32 ounces of this bad boy, and I'm about a quarter of the way done. So it's going to take a long time, and I really need to invest in working on it daily in order to get it done. My goal is to have this bad boy finished by the end of the year so that I can make something of it. I think it will be absolutely fantastic to have a sweater made out of my own hand spun. And my plan is to do a three ply. It'll be a relatively, um, I, I'll probably, based on the weight of my single, I think that I'm going to end up with a sock weight or a light sport weight, but it'll be wonderful. And I'm going to have a whole butt ton of it because I've got 32 ounces of this stuff, right? Oh my gosh. Insane, right? I know. So I'm working my way through it and I'm very happy and Tour de Fleece is giving me the focus I need to really get some of this knocked out. In addition, I have a second goal for Tour de Fleece. It is, or it was, I guess, to teach myself how to ply on the fly on a spindle. Now, ply on the fly means spin a single on the spindle and then before you're finished you go back and ply it back on itself in like a chain ply and i had never actually heard about this until probably two or three months ago and my crazy friend tanya um actually introduced me to it during spring fling when we were when i took on a spindle challenge to spin that fractious fiber and i just thought that, that was fascinating and really 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 wanted to learn how to do that so i am actually i learned how to ply on the fly on my little Turkish spindle. And what fiber am I using for that? Hold on one tiny second. So on my Cthulhu, my little tiny miniature Jenkins Turkish spindle, I am spinning some like way, way deep stash fiber that I've got. It is an 80-20 merino silk blend in the color of Oriental Jade by Louette. And when I got my spinning wheel in, I think that was 2010 actually, um, I ended up getting a whole ton of fiber from Louette as part of like a gift certificate or whatever. And that's just been sitting in my stash just waiting. I don't know if I coveted it or what, but <laughs> it took me forever to find, you know, I don't know if it was the inspiration or what, like the desire to spin that stuff, but I am doing really well. And unfortunately, the only problem with the spindle is my lightest spindle, which is the Cthulhu. It gives me the ability to spin my finest on the spindle. It doesn't hold very much of a three-ply. I bet I could get a whole butt ton of lace weight single on it, but doing the three ply like right away as I go, it's just really not going to hold as much as I want. But my goal was to learn how to do this and I have successfully done that. So um, I guess I'm going to end up with a bunch of mini skeins of this three ply and that's just how it's going to have to be, I guess. But I am making progress, which makes me happy. And Tour de Fleece has been wonderful. I'm enjoying it. The only thing I am not doing during Tour de Fleece that I should be doing is updating or posting pictures of my progress. I'm really bad at that. Even though I've spent time on Ravelry, I haven't actually gone back into the boards to post my progress yet. And we are how many days in? When did this bad boy start? We're probably six days into Tour de Fleece and it lasts until July 26th. And I just, I just haven't posted an update. I posted all my initial pictures, but have not done anything in terms of posting progress. I need to do that very, very soon. What else? Oh, outside of the Tour de Fleece spinning, I'm still not drudging my way through. I'm still working through the Fractious Fiber that I was spinning. It is a hand-dyed tricolor BFL, and it is really beautiful, and I totally adore it. And let me see if I can figure out the color. And the color of that fiber is called 
Blue Lagoon, and it's really, really pretty. It is shades of green and purple and like a aqua blue, and I love it. And I have the smallest little section left to spin. And because I'm spinning it on the spindle, I pre, I'm pre-drafting it. I think I've got like 18 inches of pre-drafted fiber left to spin, which isn't very much at all. And I should actually be able to get that knocked out today. And then I will apply it on my wheel and be totally done with that. All right, so that's all I got in spinning and knitting. I haven't really done a whole heck of a lot in anything else. Like I said, I'm still, because of Tour de Fleece, I'm still just really thinking about sewing projects that I have in the near future. And I may try to make um, a mock-up of a scrub cap for the Joyful Boy today. And Itty Bitty has st still wants to make that bag, but we've been pretty busy this past week, so we really haven't gotten to that yet. But she wants it, and she picked out some pretty fabric, so that should be fun. All right, so I guess I have some big plans, and I should have a lot to update you on next time around. Well, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. Thank you all for tuning in. A great big thank you for all my returning listeners, and for those of you who are new to the show, thanks for giving me a try. I am so happy that my mojo has returned, that I'm finding the motivation that I desire to craft on a regular basis, and to share all of that crafty goodness with you guys over the airwaves, I guess. Thank you all again so very much. And, as always, you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com, catch me on Ravelry as a joyful girl, or follow me on Twitter as a joyful girl maid. Thanks again, guys, and we'll talk to you soon.